Hello, and welcome to this episode of Opinions May Vary. Hi. We have a lot to talk about tonight, today, <laughs> this time of day when you are listening to this. That's right. We have tons to talk about. Yeah. Um, let's start. All right. We're going to go through episode eight of Legion. That's right. It was exciting. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It uh, didn't really have any major revelations this time around. Didn't it, though? Well, I mean, I wasn't, there were no, there was nothing to me that was shocking. I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen, obviously. You knew the whole backstory of that guy who showed up with the burnt face at the end of last Oh, well, no, that was, that was, (laughs) uh, fine. But I wasn't really, you know, wondering where he came from. I was just like, oh, he didn't die. (laughs) Meaning in the last episode, ch episode, sorry. But anyway, yeah. So let's talk about brown suited guy. Do we ever get his name? Um, Not that I know. Wait. I think they say it in this episode, but I can't remember it. Yeah, I can't remember they it either. Call him, I'm pretty sure they call him by his name. They do, so I'm going to IMDB that right quick. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't want to call him brown suit guy, because we yeah. already have enough questionable names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, we pick up right where the last... Well, wait. Not Did really. The backstory thing first? Yeah, they actually talk yeah. about... Oh, it's he's called The Interrogator. Wow, so in my notes for the episode, I literally called him the interrogator, so I feel very smart now. his name all along. I did! Yay! (laughs) I'm smart, I'm smart, I'm smart. Um, So, we get the interrogator's backstory first in this episode. Yes, we do. And it's awesome in that I just think it's pretty cool that he lived after all. I still am sort of wondering, I'm wondering who it was that basically lit the room on fire during episode two? Yeah, I'm not sure how the room got lit on fire. I thought it was just uh, like electrical stuff they're going to electrocute David in the pool. Not they were going to try to light him on fire while he was half submerged in water. So Yeah, so... Who knows? Maybe it was questionable Terry who had, you know, another power in his back pocket. Maybe someone, I don't know, somehow it was was fire. Yeah, it was. So, anyway, he's alive. Uh, He and his mixed family are, uh, I don't know if they're glad that he's alive in that montage of scenes where he was apparently in bed for six weeks convalescing. They all just seem very blasé, down. Depressed? I'm not sure what how to term it. I think they're just trying to show that you as a normal person with that they're portraying as a normal family where everyone's trying to support him and like their lives had changed in that he couldn't really go anywhere or do much of anything, so everyone was just trying to hang around and be supportive, which I like that thing that happens when people go through a major life changing trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that his, makes sense. His family stayed, stayed supportive. He apparently has a husband and, I'm going to assume, an adopted child since the young man uh, is African-American. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, yeah. So, I thought it was interesting. I like your interpretation better because I couldn't quite figure that out. But I did like that he was just like, you know what? I'm not going to let this horrible event that happened to me get me down. I'm going to go out there and just... Some, just Go about destroying some mutants. Why not? Yeah, so after they show him convalescing and stuff, they show him doing his getting back to work interview, and the lady he's talking to is like, okay, so we're going to put you 
behind the desk, and he's like, okay, good, yeah, one of those folding things you can carry around, that sounds good. <laughs> and they do this little back and forth a couple times where she tries to, like, insist that he's going to be in desk duty, and he's like, no, look, that someone just tried to kill me, and I have to protect my family, and now more than ever, I'm pissed off, so as soon as I leave this room, I'm walking out of the building and going to go start a war, so either get me a desk that I can take with me or sign me to a different type of duty. Yeah. Well. And then he walks off and gets in this fancy brown suit yeah, with his they're... nifty cane. <laughs> with his nifty dog-headed cane. There's more dogs again. Well, no, was it, it was a dog-headed cane. It, well, I shouldn't say more dogs. It was, it was the only dog reference, which I still don't understand. I don't know where all these dog references are coming from other than the fact that the Shadow King took the form of a dog in David's memory. But even that, I'm like, well, why did you do that? So, who knows? But back to the interrogator. He and Melanie had some pretty cool mic drop moments this episode. So we'll get to Melanie's later. Yeah, so after his backstory of his recovery and whatnot, then we go pick back up. to him walking up to David with all the, the guards and stuff and him saying, kill the others, but David and I have to talk or whatever. And then David goes, no, and just swipes his hand <laughs> and all the like SWAT team guys get gathered up around the tree, which was the thing oh, I saw in the preview for uh, episode that's what I noticed. eight at the yeah. end of episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. But, in, and, yeah, but now they revealed, well, they weren't, Swirling around the tree, which is what you said it happened last time, but it looked like they were. But <laughs> it was just because they were flailing arms. Yeah, and so when you told me that last week, I was like, "Oh, he killed them. Maybe you know, Lenny has still has control of him after all." But actually, he didn't kill them. He just, you know, yeah, was like stuck to it. They were like not monkeys in a barrel, but they were stuck, like you said. And then he goes, "You're right. We do have to talk." And then. <laughs> Atomi's like, we're going to kill him. And David's like, no, but you're going to wake. So Atomi pulls out this little pistol thing from somewhere. Atomi um, has all sorts of guns. And then they like, take him in and put him in, put the interrogator in an interrogation room. But girl Terry pace around him angrily. Yeah, she looks like a trapped lion in a zoo. Mm. But um, yes, so they put the interrogator in the interrogation room with Carrie as a guard and Meanwhile, the interrogator's poor burnt eye, I guess, has been replaced with a camera, and Division 3 is watching. In a and listening, apparently. And listening, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Weird, but cool. I also thought it was yeah. interesting that um, the interrogator's husband also was in the room, too. Apparently a, mission, uh, sorry, a member of Division 3. Yeah, apparently a higher-ranking one, too. Yeah, so... That was very interesting to me. Yeah, because usually that's a no-no. Yeah, it was sort of like, okay, so I guess you're just, you know, a couple team? Like, why didn't they introduce you before? I want to know more about Division 3. Yeah, why they seem so well and yet poorly funded all at the same time. (laughs) Well, you've got them in complete SWAT gear, but, like, their office is a warehouse built around the pool for some reason. (laughs) It's, like, makeshift... Electronics all over the place. I mean, that, the, the that makeshift... really shitty-looking locker room where he put on his brown suit. Well, his you know his terrible-looking locker room had an auto-extending hanger, clothes hanger coming out of it. So it wasn't that you know like low peak. Yeah, low it was tiny and like caged in or something. Well, nonetheless, that may be still part of this whole 
60s, 70 aesthetic thing this show has going on. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> okay. they lock him in there. Guy Carrie goes into the interrogation room to convince Girl Carrie to rebind with him, which I thought was a really dumb thing to talk in front of the interrogator about. Whatever. I mean, he's still he's still sad. He wants he wants his buddy back. Yeah. And he never really struck me as being don't. the most. Wait, wait, wait. He never uh-huh. really struck me as being the most. Savvy? That's still, you, you don't go talk about your powers and strengths and weaknesses right in front of your enemy, no matter what sort of state you have them in. Regardless, like I said, still sticking to my story. Guy Carey doesn't have many street smarts. So then they want to take Lenny out of David, so they set up this whole apparatus to do that. <laughs> and Melanie wants David to try to read the interrogator's mind to find out as much as they can out about Vision 3, which is really the first time she's talked about him wanting him to do that to someone. Well, no. In a pre- the beginning episode, she did tell him she wanted to help him get better, and then she wanted to use him. So yeah, he's I'm better now, and she's going to use him. The eye wasn't present, but they were all in the astral plane, so I guess she didn't have the wherewithal to be able to tell David. Not that they ever really had many scenes together. Mm-mm, not really. Two or three episodes. Mm-mm. Not at um, all, actually. Yeah. So, anywho, they try to take Lenny out, and Lenny talks with Sid about how she's basically trying to remove her, trying to remove the parasite from David will kill David too, unless yeah. there's something else for Lenny to go into, parasite to go into. Well, yeah, I mean. She was saying that, and she was also, or he was also saying, you know, I don't have a reason to leave, so what are you going to give me? At least that's how I understood it. You? No? Okay. Anyway, so Parasite apparently is strong enough and has a little battle with David in his mind after a big sequence of going, David standing in a room with a big TV type screen behind him, watching his memories and seeing all the imagery. Wait, we like skipped a whole bunch of stuff though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that scene with Sydney and I guess melting Lenny. You know, Lenny and Sid have this short discussion about how how Sid can actually hear Lenny because Lenny, Sid, and David are all connected now. What comes after that? Then the the whole team actually gets together with David and his powered up Halo to interrogate the interrogator. And at the end of it, when David faints, you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I guess Sidney decides after seeing the reflection of. Lenny in the window, she decides, you know what, I'm going to try to do something ill-advised and just tell the enemy what's going on. Yeah. No? There was that. Yeah. I, I remember it. I don't, yeah. There's not much to say, and I don't know, maybe it wasn't the best idea, but who knows. Well, I guess it just sort of goes along with what you were saying about Guy Carey. Yeah. Also, it's worth noting that throughout this whole time, that interrogators cane is apparently some sort of basic communication device with a couple buttons on it so you can communicate back with the people watching what gets seen through his new camera eye because mm-hmm. um, they're about to like, drop some sort of bomb or warhead on the building if anything starts to go wrong yeah and so I guess he has like a dead man switch that he has to hit every so often to try to 
get them to not. Oh, is that your interpretation? Okay. Well, he'd, he'd hit a button and they'd be like, okay, we'll give him another 20 minutes. Mm, that's not what I thought was happening at all. Because it, I thought they were listening. Somehow yeah. they were listening. I actually thought they were listening via whatever they had implanted in his eye. And yes. I thought the cane was just for dramatics, not that it was a communication device. No, he, he clearly hits buttons on it a couple times in the episode. Mm. They show him and it makes a little noise. Okay, yeah, whatever. I may have missed it. But, uh... How could you? How could I miss it? Well, we only watched it once. Yeah. So, <coughs> it's possible you're wrong. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, he has his cane. He so back to what you were saying before. They put David in the in in Carrie's lab, all strapped down, and they activate the dentist chair from hell. Yeah, the dentist chair from hell. They activate <laughs> the force field with the pretty red lasers. Wow. Lasers. I don't know if it's supposed to be a force field. It's supposed to. They said it was a magnetic vortex. Well, they said they were trying to use the magnetic vortex to like scalpel out the parasite from its brain. Oh my! Scalpel's a verb now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if the lasers were necessarily part of that or part of whatever type of thing that Halo headgear did for David to try to restrict the parasite from getting past them somehow. Who knows? Yeah. Regardless, the... Okay. No, no, no. We're, we're continuing on the same theme, but regardless, for some reason they sent Oliver to be the guy in charge of power? Oh, is, yeah, well, this is how sickness, apparently, how the reactor works or some, you know, whatever their power system is. Oh, yeah, it is this uh, house, isn't it? apparently is a giant circular room that you need a ladder that rolls around the edge of the wall to get between everything. <laughs> to me, it actually reminded me of a library. Specifically, the library in the it's Beauty and the Beast. Huh? It's circular. Well, libraries sometimes do have those ladders. Yeah, but it was more so, I think, in the Disney, the animated Disney movie of Beauty and the Beast, the Beast's mm-hmm. library was circular, and he definitely had ladders. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because Dan Stevens, who plays David, is in the live remake of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. On a personal note, I remember there was a bookstore we used to go to that had ladders like that. Good? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. David Bird? David Bird. Hmm? Melanie Oh, Oliver. Oliver. Yes. Wow. keep forgetting his first name. Anyway, he's off doing whatever he needs to do to get the power levels up to keep... The machinery going to help. It's gotta be over nine thousand, you know. Huh? Nothing. I was quoting a very old. Oh, I just couldn't hear what you said. I said it was over nine thousand. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Okay. <laughs> and there's some error going off, or some warning going off about an error having occurred. Mm-hmm. The error is occurring because Lenny's him. fighting back. Well, yeah, that's part of it. And then at like some point. Oliver just like, oh, right. And he opens the panel and plugs in another wire and then everything's fine. <laughs> um, but that's also at the point where Sydney gets this bright idea to walk into the room. And use her power. And give David the kiss so that they switch bodies. Unfortunately, she gets possessed. Yeah, so she becomes David's... She's in David's physical body, and I guess... Lenny takes over, Her body. and other people are, huh? Lenny takes over Sid's body, and then 
then he jumps from Sid's body to Girl Carrie's body, and then from Girl Carrie's body, right. she and shoots Melanie she's... in the chest, but I guess doesn't kill her, so yay. Yeah, knocks her out. Or knocks something. her and out. And also Guy Carrie. Yeah, knocks out Guy Carrie and Tonomy. Yeah, okay, and then gets in, wait, wait. so it goes from David to Sid, knocks out Guy Carrie, Tonomy, and Melanie, and then jumps to Girl Carrie. No, it's Girl Carrie was the second one who got possessed, and Girl Carrie oh, okay. knocks out Guy Carrie, Tonomy, Melanie, and then for some reason, I guess David has regained control of his faculties mm-hmm. really fast, and he gets up, and he and Girl Carrie slash Lenny charge at each. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> charge at each other down the hallway really dramatically when there's like red and blue lightning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I really laughed out loud during the scene. Um, it was very Dragon Ball Z like. Yeah, that's all I could think of. I was like, I was like, what are you doing right now? Um, yeah. I enjoyed it, but I laughed. Um, and then yeah. they both get knocked to either side of the hallway. But girl Carrie runs into Oliver, literally. And then Oliver walks well, out and he's possessed. Well, so Oliver, after plugging the thing in and hearing the alarm stop, gets ready like gets ready to leave his room, yeah. His little his cylinder room. But has a momentary epiphany remembering who Melanie is. Yeah, and that's um, one of the sad things sad, about the episode. Given that yeah. So he like opens the door to his room right as David and Girl Carrie collide, and Lenny's entityness <laughs> bounces off in the third direction directly at him and knocks him back into the room, and the door slams and then opens almost immediately. And Oliver walks out like there was no problem, and then just like walks out of the building past a bunch of background extras we've never seen before who are apparently part of the compound. Well, the thing is, the thing about these extras is uh-huh. that there's two parts of this compound. And so this whole, not this whole episode, when the episode started, I was like, what about all the other mutants who we saw in the beginning episodes who were taking classes and, you know, doing whatever? I was like, where are they? And so they finally showed up. Yeah, because yeah, I mentioned earlier in the episode, the interrogator does, I think, that mm-hmm. he thinks there's about 50 people there total. Yeah. I was like, no, oh, there's like seven or eight. <laughs> Oliver walks past all of them and is like, oh, I don't know, maybe there's some sort of power fluctuation or something, and gets into a car that must be, I'm going to assume it's British, because the steering wheel's on the wrong side. Oh, yeah, you're right. countries where that's a thing, and just drives off. Um, Pieces out. And then, yeah, and then David wakes up, and he starts waking up other people and assuring them that they're okay, and then eventually Melanie's like, where's Oliver? Then they all realize. Well, they start to go like, if none of us have the parasite in us, and where to go, and then Melly goes, where's Oliver? And then it flashes back to him, speeding down the road through a very pristine-looking valley, mm-hmm. and Lenny shows up in the passenger seat with her feet up on the dashboard and one arm out the window, and Oliver says, so where should we go? And she goes, somewhere warm. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode, and that's the end of season. And this season. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, so... I'm glad that they set it up for another season. Me too, especially. Well, they did a good job because you know we had our we had our first credits and then we had our after credits scene where poor David gets absorbed into a droid. That looks I like it's straight out of Star Wars, that. huh? 
I didn't see any after credit anything. I what? 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 Early. Yeah. Did you turn uh, it off? Oh, well. I must have. <gasps> yeah, I'll have to At least I have a system where I can fast forward to that part now. Good old Amazon Prime. Yeah. Thanks, um, Amazon. So, anywho, I'm glad that they sort of kept the villain around so they, the next season can be about them chasing it back. They set things up for Oliver to remember Melanie, which is good, so they can have a thing. Yep. Um, everyone, it seems like Division Three and the Summerland compound people might start to work together to try to find Lenny, which could, so, could potentially be interesting. No. See, the reason why I'm saying well is because you need to see the after-credits scene, because in the after-credits scene... David and Sid are standing on the balcony of the building, sorry, the compound, and then he gets sucked into this droid, and before before the interrogator escapes his room and gets knocked out by Lenny-possessed girl Carrie, uh-huh. he, no, sorry, the Division Three uh, headquarters people are like, send the, did they say Inquisitor? Excavator? Excalibur? Something. And so... You said it was a bomb. And I was like, well, the bomb didn't happen. So maybe it was the droid. They call it a couple different things. But the first name they... First and second name they call it is definitely the name of a standard American missile. Okay. Well, that didn't happen. No. They sent a droid, and the droid absorbed David into it. Okay. I'm not describing it well. You need to watch it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I imagine it must have some sort of mutant defensive thing, just like that nonsense in Star Wars that can magically block lightsabers, because whoops, that needs to be a thing that can happen. What can magically block lightsabers? What are you talking about? There's some, like, stupid... Well, you mean so there's the some stupid lizard that can block the Force and help you be protected. You and mean in the non-canonical also, novels? Uh, well, that, and also... Uh-huh. There's that uh, stormtrooper who shows up in The Force Awakens and has that arm baton thing that can deflect the lightsaber. I thought it was because the baton thing... I need to watch it again. Uh, the, the baton what, thing was the kind of like a lightsaber? I don't... Anyway, I don't think so. But okay. this other Star Wars-related property is with lightsaber blocking stuff. I mean, so. why, did, why do lightsabers need to be invincible? They don't. But they are in the original stuff, except for the lightsabers for some reason. What? I, I said, why do lightsabers need to be invincible? They don't need to be. Mm-hmm. They just always have been. Well, you've never except seen... Except for suddenly when it's convenient for them not to. Okay. I didn't know that you had this complaint. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure there's plenty of Star Wars... Fans and enthusiasts who can tell me all about how I'm right and wrong and what it means elsewhere and why it was determined that these things could exist. But anywho, so yeah, this thing absorbs David and we have to assume that he doesn't have the power to immediately disassemble it from around him and be like, well, that was annoying, Mm -hmm. and then just walk off. No, no, he doesn't. And teleport him and all his friends to, I don't know, maybe another country. Another country, uh, but they kept... Where well, D3 kept can't there. get them just so that they can regroup? Like, well, oh. no, no, no. The D3 interrogator guy was like, we have coalitions with mul- multiple nations. So I guess other nations are down with destroying mutants too. 
Sure, but David could just be like, oh, this square kilometer of Australia doesn't need to be there anymore. I'll teleport that into the middle of an ocean somewhere and then teleport us all on top of it so we can have 10 freaking minutes to sort ourselves out and dust ourselves off before we figure out what we want to do. And then I'll teleport us all back to where we want to be and put this land back where it needs to be slightly moister. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows whether or not D3 and our lovely X-Men team are going to be able to work this out. Yeah. Maybe Lenny. Um, also, once again, notice the poor MRI machine outside in the wild. Yep. And this time it looked pretty covered in vines, which seemed appropriate since this whole time we've been like, how much time has passed? It seems like this could all happen in two or three days. Mm-hmm. Apparently, between the backstory of the interrogator and the overgrown MRI machine, it seems reasonable that it's actually been a lot longer. Well, according to the interrogator's mini-story in this episode, it's been at least six weeks. I don't know if six weeks is enough time for a whole bunch of vines to grow over an MRI, MRI machine, but that seems to have know. been what happened. But it shows the passage of time. Yes, which I appreciate. So, yeah. So, what I didn't appreciate mm-hmm. was... I didn't appreciate Sydney's choice. Oh, of trying to help Lenny escape... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. She was weak. <laughs> yeah. And tricked. And tricked. There's, there's no way that Lenny could have been telling the truth. Well, David might have been able to beat her. He might have been tell. able to. He I definitely felt like he could until she started strangling him. Yeah, and so who knows if he would have won or not. I don't know. I just, I mean, what am I trying to say? I, one of my notes is like, why does everyone keep on be- believing this lie that Lenny's telling about how if she leaves, then David will be destroyed. That's just the lie she's been telling him probably his whole life to make sure he doesn't try to kick her out. Yeah. I mean, it does end up that he can, you know, hurt him. (laughs) But as you say, he might have won. By the way, now that you know Lenny will go inhabit the nearest thing once it gets forced out of somewhere, uh, why don't you next time keep around a really dumb and then, you know, uncapable small animal like a mouse or cats or something that you can just be like oh okay well it sucks to kill an animal but now it's uh, being launched into the sun (laughs) yeah so maybe that'll be the end game for season two who knows i don't know i'd kind of like to see if lenny like now that the the cat's out of the bag sorry (laughs) it's like i need to go round up some of my old enemy buddy friends and then maybe they can kill off Lenny and bring on another big bad for everyone to fight to keep the story rolling because if every season ends with them exercising Lenny parasite thing and it gets into someone else and that's going to get boring. Yeah, true. That's true. So overall, out of 10, 10 starfish, how would you rate this episode? Oh, the whole series or this episode? This episode. Oh. I <laughs> like a seven. It yeah. was interesting. It was kind of slow. Yeah. There was some the dumb, like... Uh-oh. Were there more crimes against humanity? Well, just like the two carries talking in front of their prisoner. <laughs> and then Sid being like, here's what's going on. And then, like, nothing done to try to capitalize on anything other than maybe conveying to Division 3 the idea, like, now would be a bad time to interfere with this part. Just let us try this and then screw us all over afterwards if it doesn't turn out well. 
Yeah. I think they did a good job with making Oliver remember Melanie. That was perfect. But unfortunately, it was right before he got taken over, so that doesn't help. No, but it was a perfect moment. I really liked that yeah. that small scene. Oh, we didn't talk about Melanie laying down the law for... Oh, yeah. Her mic drop moment. She was scary. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It kind of reminded me, like I mentioned earlier, that in the previous episode, she really straight up told David that, you know, I'm going to fix you because I want you to be healthy, and then I'm going to use you. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that I necessarily agree with her motives, uh, but it was still cool. And so I'm really wondering, well, two things about Melanie. Does she have powers or not? Now I'm kind of on your side of the fence here. Because she's yeah, telling David to read the interrogator's mind. And I was like, why can't you read his mind? Yeah, I don't think she has powers. I think Oliver did. Mm. And so and they were just she's married. sympathetic yeah. to the cause after what happened with D3 and like angry at whatever history Oliver and the Eye had Yeah, that caused Oliver to be locked away in the astral plane. Yeah, so that was But I don't think she has any powers. She just has a drive. She has a what? A drive? Oh, drive, drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, I don't know. Hopefully that will become clear. Maybe it's clear to other people. I don't know. But now I agree with you. Maybe she does not have tele- telepathy. Yeah, she just has the mutant power of being a manager. And getting people <laughs> to do stuff. Yeah. So, there's that. I found it sort of surprising, along with the same theme, that she just straight up told the interrogator, Hey, David's going to rock your world. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, was that really the wisest choice, making him the obvious target of all of their efforts? To be fair, we did just see him stop bullets that were fired from a yard away. You mean in the previous episode? Yeah. Okay. So, like... Yeah, I mean, we knew it. And I think the interrogator getting an idea of it after his reaction to what David did to all his men, where he was like, oh, crap, this gets... Yeah. When David just swiped up all of his men and wrapped <laughs> them around a tree. He should have swiped right. <laughs> Most of his right. I meant left, sorry. Oh. I was thinking about Beyonce, not Tinder. Oh. So for me, I also would have given the episode five, six starfish out of ten. Yeah. I just it was good. I'm glad that I got to watch it, but I didn't feel really super duper excited. Like I have the previous seven episodes. Yeah, I mean, there were some other nice things. Guy Carrie and Girl Carrie, apparently at the end, did make up. Yeah. After a the, life and death situation. <laughs> yeah, after the parasite left Girl Carrie. Yeah. Um, what else? Sid and David seem happy. They did. Happy. I got to see... Aside from this apparent robot ingestion. Yeah. That David and Doc experience. <laughs> yes. I'm, I, one of the things I was glad to see um, was that I was really wondering, you know, after all these episodes where David was just, he seemed like he was uh, one step from falling off the edge. He did actually have some good thoughts in his head. He wanted to help people. And I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad he doesn't want to just run away. They portrayed him as being very in control. In this episode? Yeah, they did a very good job of him just seeing, reading control. Like, they show him meditating, floating over a bunch of stumps mm-hmm. and just other other things where he's obviously clear-headed and in control, which is very different than 
how he's been in a lot of the early episodes, mm-hmm. which I thought is a very well done a transformation portrayal. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So that's exciting too. I'll be curious to know for the second season what they. Well, if he gets out of his bubble, I'll be curious to know what they decide to do with him, his character. Yeah. Uh, when they'll bring in any of the other X-Men or mention, like, why they're operating completely separately and yeah. dealing apparently with this completely separate group of the government and whatnot. Yeah, so, like, what happened to Charles Xavier? Where are where are the other X-Men? Yeah, since they're all in America. Yeah, they're all in Amer- America. You gotta say it right. <laughs> yeah, because in all the, I don't know, first-tier X-Men first movies tier? things... I don't know what to call them. All the other non-Legion things, whenever they've shown, like, Xavier's School for Mutants and whatever, it seems pretty clear that the core group from, like, the old X-Men cartoons and stuff, as they're portrayed in the movies, they're pretty readily able to find and communicate with any mutants anywhere in the world. Well, he does have... Even when they're separate pockets. Well, Charles Xavier, one of his powers is that he can hear everybody. He can right. into yeah, everyone's he's got heads. A special sphere yeah. thing where he can project that out. So like, why with, with all the mutants there at Summerland, how he's not found any of them basically, and like sent them back up since they're apparently in this little war with Division Three. Yeah. So I don't know. If we have any listeners also, out there who want to tell us? Uh, I don't mind. Please do. <laughs> maybe Peter Dinklage's character will show up next season as the as the mutant killer. Uh, no, I don't think he was a mutant killer. He was in that one movie. It's like yeah, uh, Days of Future Past. He wanted to kill all the mutants. He wanted to find them at least. Yeah, but then he changed his mind at the end. He was like, "Oh, this isn't how we should go about it." Um, but in any case, he's related to the government, so maybe he'll come like knock on D three's door and be like, "I'm in charge now." Wasn't he a senator? He wasn't a senator. He owned a company. Uh, oh yeah. He was evil. But then he changed his mind. Did he actually change his mind? Or did Magneto change it for him? I don't think Magneto can change... No, 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 I'm saying... uh, You need to watch that movie again. Did what Magneto did change his mind? Yeah, what he did... I don't don't remember. Anyway, I was thinking of Game of Thrones. Uh, what? We can talk about that. You want to talk... What? Sorry, what? (laughs) Peter Dinklage is in Game of Thrones. Yes, he is. He's also in that X-Men property. Yes, he is. We can talk about the Game of Thrones 90-second teaser that came out. The 90-second teaser pissed yeah. me off? I guess, yeah. Yeah, that one. Go for it. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It came out, what, March 30th? March 29th? One of those two. Yeah. It's 90 seconds long, so pause and go watch it. Um, <laughs> and then come back. Hi! Yeah. Hey, welcome back. We're spoiling things now. Mm-hmm. But don't feel bad if you didn't watch it, because there's not a whole lot to spoil. Nope. The 90-second teaser was just Jon Snow... Khaleesi. Uh, huh? Jon Snow, Khaleesi, and oh, Cersei. Khaleesi. Yeah. Yeah, and Cersei all doing slow, dramatic walk-ups to their war thrones. <laughs> and then zooming in on their eyes, and when it got to just their <laughs> people, all the candles in the rooms, or where at least Cersei and Jon were, Going out and then it zooming out from the eye it was zoomed in on and it being the blue eye of the king of the White Walkers. Oh my gosh! And then that was it. I don't even think. Yeah. Anyway, that was it. That was it. Um, that was it. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty. I'm so mad. Uninspired compared to other things they've done. Yeah, and I was just like, uh, if if your goal Game of Thrones production team 
was to make me angry and thus think more about Game of Thrones, well, good for you, you've succeeded, but you don't, haven't made me excited. Like, I don't want to watch it more now. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. So be forewarned that if this makes it all the way to mid-July or in mid-July, we'll resurrect this podcast to talk about Game of Thrones episodes one through six as they come out for the season. There's only six? I thought there was supposed to be eight. Uh, however many there are. Oh, I'm so sad. Anywho, um, the one interesting thing to know was that Daenerys Targaryen, that's easy, uh, was sitting on some sort of rock throne that we've never seen before. True. And it's definitely, it doesn't appear to be any part of the ships we saw her sailing on at the end of the last season. Definitely not. That sort of rock would be way too heavy. And it doesn't seem to be anything in whatever the country is called where Jon Snow lives. Westeros? Oh, is there Westeros? Yeah. Right, Westeros. (laughs) Um, I kept thinking Westeros was the other side of the, where the, yeah. Where Khaleesi was? was. Yeah. That's Essos. Sure. So, That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you get it? It's East versus West, Westeros and Essos? Yeah, no, I I get it. Okay. Some made up words that sound like East and West. (sighs) In a lot of languages, actually. Um, but anywho, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so we have no idea where she is or is going to end up landing. Right. I'm excited to find out what happens to Jorah the Explorer and whether or not he cures, whether or not he cures his skin affliction, stone flesh, <laughs> Oh gosh, it. his grayscale? Yeah, that's it. Sorry, stone flesh is a common magical spell, which basically does the same thing but doesn't kill you at the end. A common magical spell. Yeah, it makes your skin stone so you take less damage from things or are impervious to damage. I'm assuming that you do not mean in real life. No. Well, in what are you talking fantasy, about? Uh, Magic the Gathering. Okay, thank you. Elder Scrolls games. Well, I haven't played any of those. A whole lot of other fantasy titles. Really? They just they actually use stone flesh in all these? Yeah, various versions of it, yeah. Oh, well, I thought you meant Rock that... flesh, stone flesh, you know. Okay, anyway. now I know. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mickey. You yeah. will be a nerd one day. Yeah, don't worry. Nah. Uh, so anyway, I'll see what happens to him. I'm interested in seeing what happens to all the other characters, of course. I actually, well, for many reasons, I was disappointed with this lackluster teaser. But I was especially disappointed because I don't just care about John and Daenerys and Cersei. What about... Sansa and Arya. Sansa and Arya and you the know hound. the Hound. And this Brings everyone. <laughs> huh? Podrick. Oh, Come on, guys. I'm just. I'm yeah. Just saying. They, didn't, they didn't show like any of their advisor people. Not mm-hmm. that the the Cersei really has that many left. It's kind of like trying to plan out a wedding and the bride and groom don't have the same amount of friends. Because um, because <laughs> Daenerys has like Theon and his sister. And Asha, uh, Asha? Mm-hmm. right? And um, I remember Asha, but I can't remember. Um, oh, it's Jamie. Christ, <sighs> who? I couldn't remember Cersei's brother's name, oh, but I remembered Jamie. Asha. Right, but he's <laughs> all the way. He's not a Castle Rock or whatever the castle. Oh wait, is no. Asha's her name in the books. Her name in the show is Yara. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, moving Yara. on. Um, that's right. I do not there. Um, <laughs> And Khaleesi also has... Worm. What about Sam? 
Huh? What about Sam and Gilly and then little Sam? Aren't they going with the elves to the Silver Isles to live forever with Frodo? Well, I'm pretty sure that Sam chose not to go. I think oh, Frodo went oh, by yeah, himself. That's right. <laughs> he, he got himself a missus. Uh, he didn't want to go. She couldn't come because she wasn't part of the fellowship. Yeah. Anywho. Now that we've mixed... The little brother, the paralyzed one. Bran? Yeah, Bran. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. I forgot Jamie's name. You can forget Bran. Okay. We each get one. Uh, oh, well, I have some more. Um, the mercenary, <laughs> the mercenary guy that helped out Tyrion and was trying to train Jamie and then didn't Bron? go with, yeah, Bron. Okay, you go. have to be kicked off the podcast now, I'm sorry. What? You had, I'm, I told you you only get one. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you knew it. You saved me. You're welcome. No problem. Yeah. My pleasure. So yeah, anyway, back to what Still you said a few minutes ago. Yes, there's uh-huh. like 80 gazillion. You need to watch all of the episodes. Oh, Game of Thrones. Oh. Between I now. You're watching the latest season. No, you gotta do all. You can't do it, you know, half baked. I, I, I don't even think I could get 10% baked in this 10%. scenario in which being baked is relative to the amount of episodes watched. I don't think. There's only 60 episodes. I think I'd have to watch an episode a day. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not You can watch it for half an hour in the I morning? I was thinking of rewatching the last season, and even then I wasn't sure if I was going to go through the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Aside from names, I actually have a really good memory of what happens in the show. Mm-hmm. So, I do. Okay, yeah, sure you do. Go ahead, ask me anything. I'll tell um, you what happens. Uh, meeting some names. In the show? Sure, yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Oh yeah, you haven't read the books, I forgot. No, why would I? Because they're fairly good? <laughs> You. Whatever. From what I've heard, there's like 20 pages talking about food every time there's a reason to talk about food. Okay, it's really not. That doesn't happen all the time. Oh, no, all the time. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> there's only 100 pages of food talk per book. Basically. That sounds like a fair fair uh, guesstimate of how much food talk there is. I guess George R.R. R. Martin just likes food, you know? He likes food. He likes clothing. He looks like he likes food. Everybody likes food. That's true. Everybody does. Well, that's a Hopefully. gross generalization. But anyway. You're supposed to think of something to ask. But I am, but we keep talking, so I'm having trouble well. multitasking right now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a B storyline. There aren't really that many B storylines. Okay. Well, I'll give you a hint. The answer to just about anything you come up with is going to be that someone gets naked and then a bunch of people die. <laughs> Whatever. That's, that's what happens. How about one where they don't get naked? Good luck. And then someone dies. I am actually thinking of a particular scene, and it happened in the last season, so you should remember it. A scene where people don't get naked and then people die? Yes. Um, and it's only two people in the scene. Two total people or two interesting characters? Two total people in the whole scene. Oh, okay. So it's not where it Worm, what's stupid. his name, and Barrister Selmy get cornered in the alley. Barrister Selmy. <laughs> Barrister, uh, his name is Barristan. Sure, Barrister. But Barrister is a lawyer. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Now that I've given you your hints, two characters, one of them had a huge storyline for many, many seasons, and one of them did not. And someone dies? Yes. One person dies. But no one gets naked. No one gets naked. Huh. Oh, there are two characters alone. <laughs> In a room. One dies. <laughs> one dies. This sounds like that riddle from one of the you know, good Game of Thrones trailers. 
You're not thinking of when Bran watches the flashback of Jon Snow getting born? No. Okay. There's actually three people in that room. There's four people in that room, so no. Anyway. John, the midwife, Ned, and his sister. (laughs) Okay. I'm making sure you didn't forget. No. Um, While I fan for time. Mm -hmm. Um, Good luck multitasking. See how hard it is? (laughs) See? I'm doing pretty good. I'm trying to think of characters that died. There's so many all the time. I know, but I'm telling you, only two, Um, and one of them was a major character. Yeah. Huge storyline. Multiple seasons. Very bad man. Very bad. Bad dude, you know? Wait, the bad dude dies? No, I didn't say that. I'm saying no, one of them... The bad dude involved. Yeah, was a bad dude. <sighs> mm-hmm. This isn't quite the question I meant you to ask. <laughs> I don't know what kind of question you meant for me to ask. What happens when so-and-so and so-and-so do such That gives such? you too many hints. Come on. You know everything <laughs> about Game of Thrones, don't you? How about this? I'll give you another hint. It takes place in the north. Uh, And it's not Arya and Walder Frey. Oh, are you thinking when the head of the White Walkers kills the tree guy? The head of the White Walkers kills the tree guy. That was trying to teach Bran before... No, no, no. Bran flashes back at the wrong time? (laughs) No. um, Because they didn't have major storylines. Like, screen time. How about that? Because that is a major storyline. Okay. In the north. What other hints can I give you? Oh... Are you talking about when Sansa lets the dogs out on, what's his name? The Bastard Bolton? Uh, that's actually not the one I was talking about, but you're right. Um, I guess yeah. I should say there was sexy time involved. I know more about Game of Thrones than you <laughs> Well. <laughs> but there was or was not sexy time involved? There was. There was. But no one gets naked. No one gets naked. And someone dies. And someone dies. I feel like we're playing Clue right now. <laughs> Can we tell you? I don't know. Can you think of any other hints? Well, the, the bad guy was the guy, and the guy was the one who's the main the main person getting lots of screen time the last few seasons. And he's the one that lives? And he's the one who lives, yes. How about you refresh me on where last season started? Where it started? Oh, my. Yeah. Jon Snow lives? Right. <laughs> Jon Snow Thanks. lives. Uh, what other things? Uh, Sansa escapes her husband? Hint, 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 hint. I said the scene where, okay, so, oh, you're thinking of where the wildlings that helped Bran escape to the north? Yep, Osha. Right, Osha 11 gets whacked, tries to kill the bastard, but gets herself killed. Dun-da-da, you got it right. Yeah, see, I know all the games. Yeah, that too. I'm not sure why that scene came to you. You asked for something, and I needed something obscure that you were going to struggle with so I could feel superior. You're welcome. Well, you got obscure, but you don't get to feel superior. <laughs> Sorry. You can feel equal. Fine. So we're equal from this. Yeah, great. but I won. Between us, we know all the names in Game of Thrones and what happens. Yeah, we do? Yeah, you know the names, and I know what happens. But I and obviously you know, happens. know what happens as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like my names for people, by the way. I'm, I'm not going to try to, you know, stop you from using them. I will reserve the right to have no idea what you're talking about. My names are always close enough that you can figure out who they are, like Prince Aubergine and... Prince and Aubergine? It's yeah. not his name! Yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't Aubergine a color? Yes. But it's not and even the right color. And possibly a root vegetable. No, a root vegetable? What? Yeah, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. My mind's awesome. (laughs) It is. All those connections in there. Um, 
Let's see. Let's see. What was that? More connections in Facebook. I'm sure. Those LinkedIn might have been a better example. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but going back again to what you said a while ago now about if this podcast stays active, yeah, we're gonna stay active. What are you talking about? Okay. You said you wanted to watch The Expanse. Yeah. Uh oh. Did you change your mind? I don't really want to rewatch season one of The Expanse. So we don't have to watch rewatch season one of The Expanse. Okay. I mean, well, it's we'll, worth we'll it. See if we... <laughs> We'll see if we'll pick up another show to talk about their episodes, each of our episodes, or if we want to decouple ourselves from a one-to-one ratio and maybe be a little more free in general about our topic. Hmm. Like we just were with Game of Thrones. We jumped around a lot. It was a good discussion. Everyone was happy. Yeah. I made up names. You remembered real names. Mm -hmm. It was great. Great teamwork there. Well, regardless, I'm going to continue watching The Expanse. Last week's episode, sorry, this week's episode, not last week's, which made me very unhappy. Um, this week's episode is really good, so you need to catch up so we can talk about it. I, I do. Yes. In the room? Yeah. Probably tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. It's on Sling. Yeah. And there's not that many commercials. Because it's the sci-fi. the sci-fi. Yeah. Unlike Fox, not Fox, sorry, FX. FX. We're just a letter away. Yeah, I think they are the same company. Um, uh, yeah. FX, it's Fox without the O. <laughs> yes. The, the, whatever, the FX channels, FX and FXX have so many commercials, it's crazy, but sci-fi is much better, so you'll be fine. Yeah, though there are commercials. So. Yes, though there are commercials. But regardless, yeah, so next time we're going to talk about The Expanse, because... Season 2, episodes... One and or one through something. Probably one through seven. Or not one through seven. One through ten. Yeah. You gotta catch up. Because ten will be out on Wednesday. No, no. Ten just came out. That wasn't nine? No. Okay. Nine was the one that we stopped on that I was very unhappy with. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So you need to watch the episodes, read the books, do all the things, and we will be back next week. Also, you can find us on Twitter at upnayvary. And we will have our episodes up on iTunes by next week. <laughs> and, of and, course, on SoundCloud. Yes. And thanks to our good friend, E.T., for awesome intro and outro music. You can find him at... E.T. is an alien. On Twitter. On Twitter. As well as on SoundCloud, actually. So check him oh. out on SoundCloud. He has quite a few tracks up on there now. And his music is awesome. So. Yeah, up and coming composer. He will be the next John Williams. I think so. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening and talk to you guys next week. Bye.